friend, do you ever wonder if what you do matters? Well, that's what we're going to talk to about today on the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to welcome my friend, author and podcast host, Rachel Adams to the By His Grace podcast. Rachel started her ministry to help women realize their God-given purpose and significance. She has just released the devotional, A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. And y'all, this book is beautiful and rich with meaning, and I think everyone should grab a copy. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Rachel Adams, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to celebrate you and the launch of your new book and welcome to the show. Misty, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and I'm glad to be back. This is my second time and and what a joy to be talking with you again. Yes, yes. I was like, I have got to have you on with the launch of your new book. So a little goes a long way, 52 days to a significant life. So what prompted you to write this book? It really was my own struggle and wrestling with the Lord about my own significance. I I felt like, you know, I'm a small town Kentucky girl. Most of my days look the exact same. They're very unseen doing the mundane, ordinary chores of the day, cooking, cleaning, taking care of families, making meals, visiting with a few people here and there, writing a little bit, podcasting a little bit. And then I go to sleep and I do it all again the next day. And and then again the next day. And so I start to think like, God, does any of this really matter? Am I doing anything of value for your kingdom? My contributions feel too small, too everyday, too mundane, too ordinary. So it was that tension that I thought, I've got to figure this out, Lord. Like, what do you say about my significance? What do you say about what I'm doing? And so I just went to his word. That's where I know to go when I have questions like that. And the more I researched, the more I I read, the more I realized that a significant life is actually simpler than we think. Yeah, and I think that this is something that a lot of us struggle with in the midst of the mundane, like, does anything I do matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you went to God's word, what, what did he tell you? So what I discovered is, is that we are inherently significant. Apart from anything that we ever do, we are significant because God created us in his image. In the very beginning, he created us from dust, from something simple and small. And he's the one that breathes life into us. And then when he created Adam and Eve in Genesis, when he created them before they had done anything, he looked upon his creation and he said it was very good. And then fast forward into the New Testament and you look at the life of Jesus 
Jesus, before he had officially launched into his ministry, he was being baptized by John the Baptist and God, the father looked down upon him and said, this is my son with whom I'm pleased. So it's this, this, this idea of inherent value. I mean, we are, we are God's workmanship. We are his masterpiece. We are his handiwork. And so I think that there's just such freedom in that, that, you know, and I think about even my own children when I am a mother of two and when I had Will and Kate, I looked upon them and they didn't have to do anything. I just held them and looked at the miracle of, of their existence. And I thought, gosh, I love you. And I think about God, the father creating us the hairs on our heads and like knowing us in our mother's womb and just saying, this is my daughter. I love her apart from anything that I can ever do. And so I think first and foremost, I just want everybody listening just to know that you are inherently significant. And especially if you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit residing in you. And if God, the father, the creator of the universe is living and breathing inside of you, gosh, what could be more significant than that? Amen. Um, and, and so then let me see the second part of that. So that's, that's part one. But I think about Ephesians 2.10 that says we are God's workmanship created in advance to do good works, the things that he prepared in advance for us to do. And so, yes, there is this piece of we are his workmanship. That's number one. Number two, but he's, we are here for a reason. <laughs> you know, there is work for us to do. You know, James says that um, without faith, without works, our faith is dead. And so there is an element to that too. And so I want just people to realize that yes, big things are great. God works in big miraculous ways, but he also works in every way. And I just don't want us to discount the small ways that he's working as well. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I was just reading in First Kings where it is like God wasn't in the earthquake. You know, God was mm -hmm. in the still small voice. And so sometimes mm -hmm. we expect, you know, God is in the big things, but he's mm -hmm. also in the very small things and in the everyday and in the mundane. And sometimes I think that's even more where he can speak to us is, is in the mundane. So why do you think that women, that so many women struggle with feeling like their life matters? I really think that it is because culture has tried to lie to us to tell us that bigger is better. Um, it's social media, I think, plays into this. But I think that it's a story that has, it's been like since the very beginning. Let's go back to Genesis again. Eve in the garden. They had, Adam and Eve had everything that they could have ever wanted. Perfection. And what did the devil do? He had her take her eyes off of what she had, what she was doing, and look to something better or different or bigger or whatever. And so took her eyes off of what God had already given her to steward and to do. And so I think that's what he's doing for us too. He, instead of us just valuing what we're doing, we're looking and comparing our talents and our gifts and our contributions and our work and whatever else to what other people are doing. And even comparing that to what we used to do and seeing so much of, of women and hearing women that are reading this devotional that are, are elderly, they're not working anymore. They're retired. They're not caring for their children. You know, originally Misty, I kind of wrote this for, I was a stay at home mom. I'm kind of, I'm in my forties kind of at this stage of my life, but I'm also seeing these elderly women like, well, what do I do now? Is my life significant now? What is my value now? And they're not valuing the things that they can, cause they can't do the same things that they used to do physically. And so I think that there's an element that no matter what age that we are, we can look and even compare 
ourselves to what we used to do. Or maybe if we're sick, I had a season, Misty, when I was recovering from a surgery for six weeks and I wasn't able to perform or do anything. And so I was like, gosh, I don't feel very significant right now. I'm not contributing to my family at all. I'm not even making meals. I'm not cleaning house. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of existing right now. But I just felt like the, you know, God, the father was just whispering to my heart in that moment, Rachel, you're still just as significant to me, whether you're doing anything or not, just because you are. And so that's, that's the message that I really hope that, that readers and listeners tuning in right now can hear. Yeah, that's so good. You know, I've talked about this before on the By His Grace podcast, but that's exactly what happened to me when I broke both of my arms. God sat me down for a year. You know, I was recovering for a year, could not do anything. And God was like, you don't have to do anything. I love you because I created you and because you're my daughter, not because of anything that you do for me. And I, my husband had had said at one point to me, he said, baby, I don't think you feel like you're loved. And he was like, I don't think you really, like you know that you're loved, but I don't know that you know that you're loved. And I'm so glad that you are sharing the message of this book with women because we do need to understand that we are created in his image and that he loves us, not for anything that we do, because we do all the things, right? We're busy wives, moms, sisters, you know, women just work working women, women at home, just all the different roles that we play. And we can get kind of lost in, in all of that, in the doing, and, and instead of just the being and understanding mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah. So I love the symbolism of the gold specks on the front cover and the visual of the word long. By the way, your, your book is stunning. It is just absolutely beautiful. Would you share the meaning behind these images? Thank you. I, I actually, I love the cover too, to me, you know, it's funny because I, 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 we I've decorated my home kind of the same way and like those metallics, the gray, the white, the gold. And so those, those colors just speak to me in general too. And so the design on the front, it does have these gold little specks. And so that symbolizes, you know, how I mentioned that we were created from dust, something simple and small. And, but then also it symbolizes those, those little moments that we have throughout our lifetime. And then the long is goes all the way across in this big swooping L O N G all the way across and it's all gold. And it, just in my mind, I see God taking all those little specks, all those little moments of our lives all the way to the streets of gold and one day in heaven. And so that's what the, nobody maybe would know what that means, the cover means, but that's what it means to me. It's it's really special to me, the cover is. Mm, and it and it is, it's it's absolutely beautiful. And it when I saw it, I was like, that looks like you. Like, you know, like it just was, it's very classy and just like modern and elegant. And I was like, this, like, this looks like Rachel. So well, I'm actually looking at your background right now. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> if everybody could see, we need to take a picture and send because of your background, I actually need that in my house. I'm, I'm coveting that right now. <laughs> well, there's something about those colors. I, I got to tell you. Okay. So how do you see this concept throughout the Bible of the significance? You know, there's, there's, stories of of men and women that do big things and little things. And how do you see this woven throughout the the Bible? You know, Misty, I might be wrong in this. I'm I'm no theologian. I'm not attended seminary. So let, let me preface it by saying this, but I cannot think of a story in the Bible where God used something big and some extraordinary person. 
to me, every story I read, I see ordinary, small people that felt like they were inadequate, that offered all they had to God. You know, I'm thinking of Abraham from the very beginning. He was old and impotent. Sarah, his wife, was barren and old. And that is who he chose, God chose to make the rest of the generations that were going to be as many as the stars in the sky and the grains on the seashore. And then I think about David. He was the youngest in his family. He was a shepherd boy. He was the least of who, you know, his dad didn't even think that he could be the one chosen to be king. And and yet he was, he became the king and in the lineage of, of Jesus. And so I, I just look at even, even the mother of Jesus was a young girl who was, who was poor in a society that didn't even value her. And that's who God chose to bring the Savior into the world. And, and really, so that's what he's doing for us. In some ways, we're still, in some ways, bringing the Savior into the world in, in just a different way, sharing like, Lord, I'm willing to offer what I have and I want to share you with everybody that I come to know. And I even think about Jesus himself. He was born as a baby in the tiny town of Bethlehem. And how did he live his life? But he was a carpenter with his dad, Joseph. He walked along the road. He shared simple meals of fish and bread on the, on the shore with sometimes thousands, but sometimes, you know, three right uh, along the shore and had supper with very few. He was, he ate a lot, actually, as you read, as you read the, <laughs> the New Testament, he sat with one woman and had a drink of water beside a well and went there on purpose. So I just look at the way that Jesus even lived his life and, and how he would pray for people and be present with people and attend weddings and funerals. And if you really think about, yes, he did miracles, but he also kind of lived simply too and just ministered along the way. And so why would we expect that our life would be any different? I think our life looks like just ministering and sharing the gospel along the way. That's so beautiful. You know, I think you're you're absolutely right. Sometimes we feel like we have got to get it all together before God can use us when really he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And he's just looking for people who are broken and messed up and willing to to love and to serve and and to love God and to love others and to love in in the daily, right? Yeah, no matter who we're around. So whatever your line of work is, the person in the cubicle or the clerk at the store or the post office attendant, the the mailman, the person in the bleachers, the person that's sitting beside you at the church, wh- whoever you're around, or even the toddler in your lap, that is the person that God has put in front of you to share the, his love with them. And so just do that. Look and say, God, let me see the need in front of me and help me to meet it in the best way that I know how. Yes, yes. So you believe that when we partner with God, that he can use even the smallest things to affect eternity, like you were just saying, like the child on the lap, and in ways that are beyond what we can even imagine. So why do you believe this? I want to know that. Well, I'm going to compliment you and I hope that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it, and I may get a little bit emotional because I just shared before we hit record I think sometimes we don't realize the impact we have on other people and how God can use something as a little encounter or a little conversation with somebody, and he can take that a really long way. And so, Misty, you and I 
Gosh, when did we first speak? I'm just even trying to think. I'm, I'm wondering if it you, was She Speaks in 2018, because I was there uh, in 2018, and I you were there in 18. Yes. So. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Your memory is better than mine. So, so we met in 2018 at a conference. We were both just being obedient to share a message that God had on our heart. We had a simple conversation. You then ended up on my podcast. Then you were obedient to start the Spark Conference. I attended your Spark Conference in Dallas and in Nashville. And then now I've been on your podcast. And, and I say all this to say because at your Spark Podcast Conference, I have met so many of my nearest and dearest friends. They have encouraged me and you have encouraged me. You've shared opportunities. We've shared goals. We've helped just cheerlead one another on and give tools and give encouragement and give each other platforms and to continue on, on this God, this call that God has had on our lives. So because of one little conversation, one little encounter, I never would have dreamed in 2018 meeting you that now we would be having this conversation today about a book that didn't even exist (laughs) five years ago. And so I just, we just never know. And I hope that's an encouragement to everyone listening. We have no idea what God will do with the next encounter. And so steward that well, give that smile, say hello, ask the questions, pray for that person, give them the word of encouragement. And then I just pray that we see and we can recognize and trust that God is going to use it. And, and, And isn't that just the most exciting thing? And maybe we will never know in this lifetime. I'm thankful that I can correlate it now, even with my relationship with you. But just think about even in heaven, when we look and we're like, oh gosh, God, that's how you used all that. And that is the need thing ever. Yeah, that's so cool. You know, I don't think that we see, but sometimes I think we get a little glimpse, you know, mm-hmm. and I think the Lord gives us that when when we need to know that the what what we do matters because it does matter and and how we live our lives. I love that you said how we, how we steward that and because we all have way more influence than we realize. And I think if we really understood the impact of of the way we live our lives and how that affects others. I I think it would be really sobering uh, to us Mm -hmm. to think, wow, other people are watching. They're always watching. And, you know, especially as I say, I'm a believer. Am I, am I responding in the way that a believer should respond? So that's so good. We, we do, we have a, we have a savior to represent and he has things for us to do. And so we want to be obedient to do those things because we have no idea the impact that Mm -hmm one simple yes can have on the lives of others. I actually, Misty, um, with, with my book release, some, some people from my past have kind of found me and, and resurfaced. And a woman that I went to middle school and high school with, she messaged me and she actually said, um, Rachel, you may not remember me. We were a part of two different groups in school, but I just want you to know that most people <laughs> weren't kind to me, but I remember that you were. And you know, what's interesting, Misty, is I actually don't remember her. And she even said, I mean, she said, you probably won't remember me. And if I'm just being honest, I actually don't remember her and my heart breaks that I don't, but I'm so thankful that, that her memory of me was that I was kind. And I told my daughter and and my son that because they're in middle school now. And I said, we really have no idea the loneliness, the burdens, the, the sorrow 
just people just wanting to belong. And I don't know what I said to her, Misty. I don't know how I really truly acted to make her think that I was kind, but goodness, getting that message from her 20 plus some years later still blessed my heart. And it, she remembered me and that was her memory. And I thought, gosh, thank goodness I wasn't a hypocrite that she's now looking at my message of significance and talking about the savior. And she's like, gosh, I can't believe that girl actually wrote that book. (laughs) And so I think even as, as authors and speakers and podcasters, that helds us to even such a, a higher standard, not in a prideful way, but again, going back to what you said, to, to steward well and, and be good representatives of, of Christ and his message. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I'm so glad that you said authors and speakers and podcasters, and I just want to just speak to anybody who is one of those things that is listening to this is that you need to champion your sisters because you just never know. I think that was one of the the best messages that that I latched onto when I first started. I just started collecting friends. You know, I had no idea where it was going to go, but I just, just started collecting friends, and it's been really so fun to just celebrate one another and to cheer one another on. And, and so if, if you're a new writer and you're just starting out, I would encourage you to make friends with other authors. Do not see them as competition, but see how you can love and, and um, love on them and how you can serve them. And, and then you will be pleasantly surprised that you will find yourself with a, with a tribe of people surrounding you, cheering you on, like, like it talks about in Hebrews, you know, so great a cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. So you talk about the positive side of doing little things, but there's also a negative side of our little actions and behaviors. Can you elaborate on that for me? Yeah, you know, this, I'm just thinking about the habitual nature of our habits and our thoughts and our little actions in in that positive way, the ripple effect that those can have. But then if you think about if we give (laughs) unkind words, if we are rude, if we are discouraging, if we don't support one another and cheerlead each other on, there's also an an impact of that too. And so we we really do. Every day we have a choice. Are we going to obey or disobey? Are we going to be kind or are we going to be unkind? And I think that we we don't need to discount that either. You know, the devil, he would love nothing more than um, to just get a foothold. We just have to give him a little crack. And sometimes I think so often sin can feel small. Oh, well, that was just a little lie or that was just a little choice. But then some we, we start years later after making just those little sins and little choices and little lies and we start to see our lives and you think, how in the world did I get here? And then it happened probably little by little. And so I think I just want us to be really mindful that we've got to stay, we've got to keep the armor of God on at all times. None of us are immune to this, even as believers. I even think about the life of of King David going back to him. He was the man after God's own heart. But when he made the one disobedient decision to stay back after battle, that's when he kind of got a little bit lazy, so to speak. That's when he made his decision with Bathsheba. And so it, it does go back to little decisions each and every day. And so just to, to be mindful to fill ourselves up first with the Holy Spirit and his protection and continue to make those, those wise, holy decisions. Yeah, every day we need to be in the word and armored up for sure. Well, I'm going to ask you one last question. Why should we not despise small beginnings? 
this is the, that's the theme verse of the the entire devotional and it's actually so it's in Zechariah and it was this group of Jews that were coming to rebuild the temple that was originally built by King David and King Solomon and you can imagine those kings were some of the wealthiest kings that probably ever in existence and so the, you can imagine the temple that they actually were able to build um, and so when it was destroyed and these Jews are coming back to build it and they look in comparison again, here we go again with comparison, they look at what was built and theirs doesn't match the size and the splendor of the previous temple. But Zechariah encourages, encourages them in that moment and says, do not despise small beginnings. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin because it wasn't about what was out on the outside of the temple. It was about what was on the inside of the temple, which was God's, the God's spirit that made it so significant. And the same is true for us. You know, we can focus so much on the outer trappings and on what was done or somebody else is doing, but it's because God is in it and partnering with him. That's what makes it significant. And when we build anything, no matter what it is, we all start at the beginning when we build brick by brick, whatever that brick may be. Um, but, but this encouragement in Zachariah is the Lord rejoices just to see the work begin. And so that's my encouragement to everybody listening right now, whatever your goal is, whatever you feel like God is, has been speaking to your heart that you have felt like that he is asking you to do just start, just begin. And it may look a little bit smaller, but it will happen little by little and, and God will provide in that way. That's how he even created. If you think about it in Genesis, he, he could have miraculously and instantaneously created the entire universe in a moment, but he created it day by day. And then he rested on the seventh day. And so our, our, that's how he's sanctifying us. That's how he has protected us all throughout scripture. And that's how we're continuing to grow. So just begin. A little beginning can go a long way and it will all happen little by little. Mm, that's so good. Actually, I have one more question I want to ask you. What has the Lord taught you in this process? Hmm. I've not been asked that question yet, Misty. I have, I have been living out this message. A little goes a long way because my life still feels very little. I still feel like I have little to offer and he continues to just surprise me and amaze me and take it much farther than I ever dreamed. And so my encouragement and what I feel like he's teaching me is just offer me and just be willing and just obey me and trust that I'm going to take it farther and do more than you can ask or imagine. And so I'm, I'm giving him all I have and just trusting him with the outcome. And so it's been the best and most joyful adventure and one that I never expected to be on, but I'm so thankful and, and I give him all the glory for it because it truly is. And it's, um, it's not a false humility. It really is like, okay, Lord, this is what I've got. Um, please make much of it. And, and he has. And he does. And he does. It's so, so good. I love that. Actually, I've, I'm, I'm struggling with the kind of the flu right now. And before this interview, I said, Lord, I literally, I have nothing. So you have to show up and do what only you can do. But you are a pro. And this conversation has been beautiful and lovely, just like you. I'm so excited about your devotional. Where would you like people to connect with you? 
Uh, I am on Rachel Adams author on social media, Facebook and Instagram, because again, I believe every encounter, every conversation matters. So I would love to, to meet each and every one of you who are, who are listening. And this message especially resonates with, and then you can also find me at rachelkadams.com. There you can find the podcast. You can read the blog. You can see the the shop and get the free resources, including a little list tacker list list tracker <laughs> I got a little tongue tied there um, but the, that way it's not really about doing more it's just about valuing the little that you're already doing and um, so yeah I would love to connect with everybody you can listen to the love offering podcast wherever listen any listening platform and you can buy the book a little goes a long way 52 days to a significant life anywhere books are sold great well we will put all of that information in the show notes so people can find can find you and and can get connected with you also I think that this would make a great Christmas gift. So y'all go get a copy of this book for yourself and get one for a friend. All right, Rachel, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. Thank you.